Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. We have our test kitchen, which has a full um, culinary facility and a bar. And we have all of the liquor. It's pretty much a playground for if you enjoy making drinks or food, everything is at your disposal. I'm Delia Cologne, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. This week, we're living the sweet life with a beverage expert whose job is to come up with sugary concoctions you'll want to guzzle. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. We hope you're thirsty because this week's guest is Julia Malucci of Monin. The global company creates flavorings for cocktails, mocktails, coffee drinks, milkshakes, and more. Julia works at Monin's U.S. headquarters in Clearwater. Her official title is Beverage Innovation Manager, but she describes herself as an Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory who plays with sugar all day. I recently chatted with Julia about how she combines data with her hospitality industry experience to determine which flavor will be the next big thing. In this conversation, she also discusses her participation in the elite bartending group, Chilled 100. She offers advice for bartenders who want to step up their game, and she shares tips for creating your own signature drink. Monin is like Switzerland. We're not dedicated to one liquor company or one mixer company. We literally use every product and use our flavors with those products to create new things. So we use it in culinary applications, milkshakes, cocktails, mocktails. There are unlimited options. Wow. So can you give me an example of how you would come up with a flavor? I know you do everything from coffee flavorings, alcohol. Where do you even begin that process? It is a team effort. So I'm in innovation. So I basically use the products to create things with our products, right? But to come up with a new flavor, we all submit ideas. So our innovation team, our marketing team, and our R&D team are heavily involved to work together to create the next big thing. What is the next big thing? So I believe the next big thing, we've already announced that our flavor of the year for 2023, which has just started being produced is hot honey flavored syrup. It's going to be sweet and spicy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when I think of hot honey, I think maybe I would drizzle it on pizza or something like that. But in terms of a drink, what would you use it for? So pizza is actually a really good one for the culinary side of things, but I just made a, it's my new favorite thing, actually. It's, I called it beasting punch. It's pineapple juice and lemonade with hot honey. Just those three ingredients mixed together. And it's like, it's sweet. And then it leaves a little lingering 
spice in the back of your throat and you're like, Ooh, what was that? It was so good. And then you just keep drinking more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bee sting punch. That sounds fun. Mm. So how did you figure out that hot honey was the next big thing? It almost reminds me of Pantone's color of the year. Right. Monin does do a flavor of the year every year. So we just finished uh, 2022 with passion fruit. I think that it's just a combination, like I said, of the marketing team and the research and development scientists. And we look at what trends have been going on in the food and beverage industry. And then we think about what seems like it's on the up and up. There's a lot of research involved. So we're able to look up even things like the related to the Pantone color of the year, like, oh, where did they use red the most, you know, in our industry or something like that. Wow. Okay. There's a lot to it. So you are always looking for what's on the up and up, what's what's trending. I know you said hot honey is the flavor of 2023, but are there other trends you're seeing? Oh, always, always. So if you're going to go drink specific, people are like, oh, espresso martinis are trending. They are, but they've also never gone out of style. Now they're just like everywhere. Anything you can make into an espresso martini, people are all about it. So I think that comes back to like familiar favorites. There are loads of trend research that we do. We're constantly reading magazines, reading articles online. People send us information like within the company. If somebody sees something, they're like, oh my gosh, make sure that innovation saw this. We do a lot of research that way. So when people find out what you do, if I met you at a cocktail party, are people constantly trying to give you ideas? Like people are always trying to give me ideas for this podcast, which, you know, some pan out and some not so much. But do people meet you at a party and say, you know what? Celery juice is hot. You totally should do something with that. Sort of. Yeah, that happens. Or a lot of like, oh, you should just come and make drinks for me. Like, oh, I'll be your <laughs> taste tester. So yeah, everybody wants to be my guinea pig. <laughs> oh, I'll totally be your guinea pig. And we'll get into right? that a little later. But first, how did you get into this position? It sounds like a Willy Wonka fantasy. It absolutely is. I actually sometimes refer to myself as an Oompa Loompa here because that's (laughs) quite literally what I do. I work in a sugar factory and I play with sugar all day long. I'm like Buddy the Elf. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Um, Maple syrup on your spaghetti. (laughs) Yeah, on everything. Everything What did you study and, and what path led you here? So I uh, had been in the hospitality industry for close to 30 years. I have done a fair amount of public speaking. I did a lot of sales with previous jobs. I taught martial arts for a while. As I progressed further in my career, I was like, you know, I need to get out there more. So I started doing uh, cocktail contests and writing articles for things or being interviewed for different things like what's the correlation between tequila and Valentine's Day or something. And I was featured in Chilled Magazine in October 2021. I was talking about how, you know, one of my favorite things to do behind the bar when someone was placing a drink order was not necessarily just have hand them a menu and walk away, but was to have a discussion with them and ask them, what kinds of flavors do they like? What sorts of drinks and food do they like? And then come up with something for them right then or adapt something from the menu and make it more customized to what they wanted, right? The CEO of Monin, Bill Lombardo, who is our Willy Wonka, he saw the article and he spoke to our VP of innovation and he was like, hey, do we know this girl? Yeah, I don't think we know her. She served us drinks at the bar before. So they started coming in 
telling me more and more. And I took a tour and walking into this amazing facility, it was like stepping into an instructional video or like that, how things are made video. And you're like, wow, look, they have like robots doing plastic wrap and building boxes. And there's a machine that like does this big spinny conveyor belt with all the bottles and they're being magically filled and labeled. And it was really, really overwhelming. And it smelled amazing. You get further in and then you have like microscopes and scientists. I'm like, this place really is like the Willy Wonka factory. Then we have our test kitchen, which has a full culinary facility and a bar. Any garnish I could think of, if we don't have it, we get it. Any glassware, we have it, you know, and we have all of the liquor. It's pretty much a playground. If you enjoy making drinks or food, everything is at your disposal. So we make drinks, take pictures, do presentations. There's a lot. There's a lot more than just writing a recipe. It's all fun. Wow. Oh, that does sound fun. Okay. So for those of us who don't get to go to the Willy Wonka factory, do you have any advice for creating, I don't know, a signature cocktail for a wedding or a signature coffee drink for a brunch, something that's doable for the average person? Sure. Typically when I'm getting started, I think like, okay, are we focusing? Because some things like for a wedding, maybe they want it to be a certain color to kind of match their theme, right? I was just at a wedding and they were wearing all, all of them were wearing like this beautiful lavender gowns. Then I'd be like, you know what? We should do like a lavender cocktail for that. And then you like choose your flavor. So I would use like lavender or lavender lemon and think to myself like, hmm, gin goes great with lavender, you know? And then just kind of build from there. Or if it's flavor centric, you know, oh, well, it's Christmas and I want to make a special kind of coffee or hot cocoa for my friends and family. What screams Christmas to me? How about gingerbread, right? Or toasted marshmallow and then go from there. Yeah. You're so, so good. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know what screams Christmas cranberry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cranberry, not maybe for coffee per se, but what about like a cranberry and sage refresher, you know? Yeah. Just, and then, okay, we're here in Florida. How far out does Monin go? Because I think of, you know, my parents who are in Ohio, they probably don't want to drink the same thing that I want to drink. So how does geography affect those trends? We develop for everyone year round. So I think that we have something for everyone. Plus our innovators are all over the country as well. Yeah, we're actually a, um, a global company. Even though our U.S. headquarters is here in Clearwater, we are literally everywhere. Very cool. You talked about being featured in Chilled Magazine, and I know that you're a member of the Chilled 100. So mm -hmm. what is the Chilled 100, and what did you learn from being a part of this group? So the Chilled 100 is a group of bartenders from the United States that are, you're sort of like on the panel for the magazine but it opens you up to specific opportunities. So it's like being in a club, you know? So in this particular club, we'll find out things like new products that are being released to the market or there are educational opportunities or competitions. For example, I just got back from Louisville, Kentucky. I was invited through Chilled 100. We have to apply and they picked 60 people from around the country to come out to Louisville put us up for a week. We did exclusive tours. I got to go to a cooperage, which was really cool. I've been on loads of distillery tours before, 
the cooperage is where they actually build like the barrels that hold the bourbon and whiskey that are being aged and then learn how much they're repurposed. They're like, they're in use for at least 70 years usually, which I never would have known. I didn't know that either. So what advice do you have for just the average bartender listening who wants to take their craft to the next level? Always experiment. And also that doesn't necessarily mean make a drink and drink the whole thing. Tasting is a lot different than drinking. The ones that are really into the industry are doing more tasting than drinking, it seems, because you're always trying something new. So, and after a little while, your palate gets compromised. So I would say focus more on tasting. Also get involved with a group. You know, you've got like your U.S. Bartenders Guild, you've got the Child 100. I'm sure there are other groups, but the more that I'm looking all the time, you can become like a certified spirit specialist. So the more things you do to build your resume, aside from the things we already do, it's like we learned when we were young, take your skills and correlate them to what's on your resume, you know? Okay. So bartending, you're automatically good at uh, multitasking. Usually you're good at speaking to people. So take these skills and just highlight them. So now there are things you can do to like add on to your resume. So just build and grow. That's great. Okay. You said that experimenting was important and tasting. And speaking <laughs> of which, your team sent me this ginormous box of samples. There's the cocktail collection, agave, pomegranate, mojito mix, mango, and pure cane. There's the floral collection, violet, lavender, rose, hibiscus, and elderflower. Coffee collection, caramel, amaretto, hazelnut, Irish cream, and vanilla. And then I've got, and by the way, there's so much bubble wrap. My kids are going to love you. I'm going to love to pop that. And then there's a container of huckleberry syrup and a container of winter citrus syrup. I've got some glasses here. <laughs> I've got some mixing spoons here. What is an easy recipe that I could make with one or some of these samples? Well, one of the easiest things you can do if you're just looking for, you know, it's pretty early in the morning for us right now, maybe like a lemonade. So something as simple as taking that huckleberry syrup and adding like three quarters of an ounce to an ounce of it to a glass of lemonade. And all of a sudden you have huckleberry lemonade. Oh, that's so Super good. elevated. And yeah. right outside my window, I've got a Meyer lemon tree full of lemons. And there you I, go. Yes. Maybe I'll do that later. But what I love about this is it doesn't have to be alcoholic if I don't want it to be, because my first thought Correct. was, oh my gosh, my kids are going to see these boxes and they're going to want to try stuff. And I'm going to have to say no, because it's alcoholic. But it doesn't have to be. Are you finding that more people are interested in mocktails versus cocktails? I would say that's something that is very on trend right now, uh, like the low ABV or the no ABV. There's this whole other culture happening of zero proof spirits now. So we are getting more requests for recipes like that. It's pretty fun because for pretty much any mocktail, you can make a spirits adoption. So it's like those old commercials where you're like, just add water. But now it's like, just add vodka. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Everyone can participate. Yeah. So you've been here in the Tampa Bay area for decades. Are you originally from? Oh, yeah. 
Um, no, I'm originally from Atlanta, but uh, my family moved here. I would say I got here like almost all of the other non-native Floridians. Grandma moved down to Florida and then the family came to visit. And then everyone was like, well, it's pretty darn nice here. I think we should live closer to her. And then my whole family trickled down and I've been here almost 40 years since. So, Oh, yeah. amazing. The chain migration. I'm still trying to get my family on board with that. So what's your overall impression of Florida's mixology scene compared to other places you've traveled? Um, I'd say we have a lot to offer here because we've got, you know, you have your bigger hotspots, Miami, um, Orlando has a lot of food and drink. Jacksonville, I was surprised, um, has a lot as well. And then Tampa, we're like, I feel like we're on the up and up. We're coming up. But we have also a lot of more beachy stuff that you're not getting everywhere else. You know, you go to other places and they're like, what's a rum runner? I'm like, what do you mean? What's a rum runner? That's like the official state drink in Florida almost. So yeah, I think we're, we're pretty on with the uh, tiki trends, but you'll see uh, there are more craft style bars popping up uh, around here. Is there a flavor in all of your mixology and, and Willy Wonka experience? Is there a flavor that you just couldn't get to work? Um, no, not yet. <laughs> not wow. Yet. I love yeah. that answer. I love that answer. Not and yet. you're always, and you're always looking to innovate. I know when I spoke to you last week, briefly, you mentioned that you had some beehives outside of your window. So can you tell me about yes. that? Yep. So we are um, partnering, Monin is partnered with, it's a company called Bee Downtown it was this girl, Audrey started this business. She was trying to set up apiaries, I believe, in the city where she was living. Urban beekeeping, I believe, is how she referred to it. I think she said she's a fourth generation beekeeper. One day she was out tending to her bees in some other part of Florida, and they were producing this like bright red substance in their hives. And it wasn't honey, but it was bright red. And she was like, what the heck? So it was this mystery. And then they found out it was because those bees during the like non blooming season for the flowers that they normally fed on, they were eating Monin syrup. Like, <gasps> so Monin has partnered for years with uh, local beekeepers and farmers. They take our syrup and like recycle it as food so that the bees can keep pollinating and keep their population going. So when she found out it was the Monin syrup making their, uh, you know, their product red, they all, everybody got in touch. And then now we actually have an apiary here on site. So now we'll be able to feed them, but also they will make honey that we'll be able to use here for certain things as well. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. It's really neat. It's really neat. <laughs> everyone, literally everyone is drinking your products. Yeah, right. Or not. Okay, yeah. well, I could talk to you all day, but before I let you go, a, a lot of people were staying home during the pandemic and some people have sort of returned to bars and restaurants, but then other people discovered, you know what, I'm an indoor cat and I don't really want to go back out. So have you seen a difference in the way that people drink, whether it's alcohol or coffee or tea or lemonade, when they're at home versus when they're out? Hmm. I feel like when I go out, I am looking for something more of like a, a special or unique experience. Although, yes, I can totally do that at home. 
do I want to go through the work and the cleanup process and all of that? So I think at home, people are typically a little more simplistic with, you know, what they're drinking, coffee, tea. I mean, that's why the flavored coffee creamers are huge, right? Monin actually created during quarantine, a line of home crafted mixers, like a dragon fruit Cosmo and literally just add ice and vodka. And now poof, you have, you know, an elevated cocktail experience that you didn't have to work for. I love that. Okay. Last question. What's your go-to order when you go out or are you just so sick of drinks that you just don't even want anything? I'm never sick of drinks. I always want something. I usually have three at my desk, not always alcoholic, actually never at the desk. You're the Don Draper. Um, you can actually get away with it though. <laughs> That's no, cool. no, no, no. Yeah. I taste, but not drink at work. Right. Of water. I have usually a water, a coffee and a tea here at the desk. But when I go out, if I can't think of anything immediately. I'm either uh, Prosecco or champagne or like a cucumber vodka and soda kind of girl. Otherwise, what I like to do is uh, read cocktail menus and order something that I haven't had yet. Like everywhere I go. I don't know. Even when my friends go on vacations, they send me pictures of cocktail menus because I, I just enjoy reading them. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I like to imagine what it tastes like. Well, I can't believe there's something you haven't had yet. Thank you so much. This was really fun and interesting, and I, I can't wait to, to play with some flavors and maybe make some lemonade later. Well, Julia, thank you so much. This was a treat. My pleasure. Julia Malucci is Beverage Innovation Manager for Monin. If this conversation made you thirsty, then head to our website to find Monin's recipes for hot honey lemonade and Bee Sting Punch. They're at thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Cologne. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our digital team includes Chandler Balcom and Alexandria Ebron. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2023, part of the NPR Network.